0: Hey gang, WSEG TV is on Twitch. Check it out every Monday at 1 p.m. and every Friday at 3 p.m. We are streaming music news. We have live guests. We have games, prizes, tutorials, and more. Tune in and find out. Only on Twitch. Twitch. slash we speak english good also check out our sponsor moded studios embroidered patches and apparel go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com and check out all the latest and greatest in patches and apparel one of my favorite patches is the baby yoda from the mandalorian patch go and check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show
1: Girl, you so bad, eh? Girl, you so bad, eh? Girl, you so bad, and eh? you know it. Bang. Step on the scene, that ice on your ring, and then I'm like, damn, where you going? Where you going? Used to be mad, but now you just laugh, cause you get that bag and you glowing. Ice. Living too fast, you smoking that gas, you getting that cash and you blowing. Hey! Girl, you so bad, eh? Girl, you so bad, eh? Girl, you so bad, eh? so and eh? you know it. Bang. Step on the scene, that ice on your ring, and then I'm like, damn, where you going? Where you going? Used to be mad, but now you just laugh, cause you get that bag and you glowing ice, lippin' too fast, you smoking that gas, you getting that cash and you blowing, hey, uh. uh, hey girl you a 10, hey girl you a 10, hey girl you a 10, hey, hey, just look hey. at your friends, just look at your friends, just look at your friends, hey, hey, I ain't trying to pretend, I'm trying to get in, I know that I've seen, hey, hey, from the first hey. time I met you I knew that this BS would come to an end, hey, hey, yo, yeah. hey. baby I am not a hood nigga, hood nigga. hey, I'm a rapper slash drug dealer, ayy Ponnie run off on the blood with you, ayy Ponnie go and move a jug with you, ayy how they move about the hood with you I don't give a damn, we don't need to be official But you can tell the world that I still fuck with you Fuck with me Girl you so bad, hey eh? girl you so bad Hey eh? girl you so bad and eh? you know it hey. Step on the scene, that ice on your ring And then I'm like damn where you, going? where you going Used to be mad but now you just laugh Cause you get that bag and you glowing Ice, living too fast, you smoking that gas You getting that cash and you blowing hey. hey Hey girl you a 10, hey girl you a 10 I knew that the BS would come to an end. We only living in a moment. We only living in a moment. Uh, uh, we only living in a moment.
0: And that was Bailey with Bad. Go check out Bailey. He's my buddy. His information will be in the show notes. And I suggest you go click on them and go support. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Kenneth Davis. I met Kenneth through a YouTube uh, subscribe for subscribe uh, group. He created it for musicians to start trying to monetize their YouTube, which it definitely helped prime the pump, I gotta say. Uh, Kenneth helped me get, I, I'm at like 1,600 followers or subscribers right now on YouTube. We're getting like 77,000 hits a, a month. It's crazy. Our views, I'm sorry, not hits. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what hits are. But we're getting, it, it's great. And so uh, I, I definitely owe Kenneth a lot of thank you for that. But also, he's just a very intelligent person. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, a p- entrepreneur. Now, I was going to say he, he, he's, he has the entrepreneurial spirit, but I was like, he's entrepreneurial. Kenneth is an entrepreneur and a multi instrumentalist uh, out of San Luis Obispo. And uh, I had a wonderful conversation with Kenneth, and that's coming up real shortly here. But first, let's go over to rainamystique.com Rain R E I N A M Y S T I Q U E.com and check out her new. Everything. I mean, she's just going Twitch. She's just a live streamer now. She is live streaming every Tuesday, Thursday at 8 a.m., and Sundays at 8 p.m., where sometimes I'm in the stream playing the guitar. So tune in and check out rainamystique.com. You can also go over to the newly redesigned WeSpeakEnglishGood.com and check it out. Go click around. We got some music tutorials. We got an About Me page. We have a contact page. We even have a uh, a page for the new show WSEG TV, which airs every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Twitch twitch.tv slash WeSpeakEnglishGood write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood let me know how you're feeling let me know how you're doing Uh, I I, I love to hear from you guys at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com you can like, subscribe and uh, uh, leave a review Uh, you can like us on Facebook Instagram you can subscribe on Apple iTunes uh, Spotify Stitcher YouTube anywhere you uh, you know find us subscribe uh, uh twitch you could subscribe on twitch but it does cost money to subscribe on twitch i think it's like five dollars but you can subscribe to me on twitch as well it's dope you, you guys gotta go check it out i'm having so much fun with it i i had to cancel a stream due to technical uh, difficulties and it was probably more just my own brain technical difficulties more than actual technical difficulties i think i just got burnt and I just needed to take the time off. Um, but also, we were, like, trying to figure out why I was ha- I'm was i having these double voice. Anyways, it's a very complicated process. And it's taken us months to get this far. And we're still, like, it's a daily thing that we have to monitor and, and stay on top of. But it's been so fucking fun. Anyways, uh, so, uh, is that everything? I think that's about everything. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And you also got to leave a review. Leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, uh, anywhere you can leave a review for us. It helps us be found in the algorithm of podcasting. Um, I'm starting to reach out to sponsors, so I'm getting all my numbers together. And uh, I'm having such a great time uh, just uh, expanding the podcast and, and doing the podcast. And now now we're, we're reaching out to sponsors because we have the numbers. We have we have We have what we need. We're fully equipped, guys, so be prepared for more ads, because I know that's what you guys love about this show is all the ads, which there's not a lot of ads. It's really me just promoting my wife and me for like 10 minutes while I talk in circles at you, uh, but that, that that's besides the point. <laughs> more ads! <laughs> Anyways, it, it won't be that bad, but I'm just starting the process, so don't don't get too scared or anything. I mean... Uh, we're having we're, you know we don't do terrible here but we're not like huge numbers but that's what's so great about this. Uh, this conversation especially is uh, we talk about with Kenneth we talk about uh, you know comparing yourself to other people and, and how, how just toxic that is And uh, I could sit here all day and say, uh, you know uh, my podcast don't do shit for numbers compared to jRE and it's like well no shit. JRE has been doing it for fucking forever, and they, they you know, he's changed the, the landscape and all that shit. He was like one of the first who was doing doing it the way he was doing it. So, comparing yourself against other people is just it's so futile. It's just it's it's pointless. It's like he, they're doing them and you're doing you, and and just stay on track and keep going. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm expanding, and we're looking for sponsorships. So, so hey, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead and. Send me a check. You can make the checks directly to We Speak English Good. And that is a true statement. (laughs) Start sending checks. Okay, you know what? I'm rambling. I'm rambling, and it's time to not ramble. Let's head over to Kenneth Davis out of San Luis Obispo. This was recorded a couple weeks ago, so we are – that's it. We just recorded a couple weeks ago. Okay, guys, uh, I'll see you guys on the other side, and have fun with Mr. Kenneth
2: David.
3: It's all good. It's all good. I just didn't know the format. I wanted to get the tech stuff down. But yeah, I'm totally ready to talk. I'm, it's all good. It's going it's
0: live. Sweet. Yeah. No, this will be on a, uh, a few weeks. Uh, I'm a little behind. I was looking at, you know, honestly, I was uh, I was talking to another podcaster today. Actually, the podcast that came out today, uh, and yeah. I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm sort of banking a lot of episodes right now because I'm not sure where this is gonna go. And right now, people are really want to talk. And I don't know if it's going to get so bad to a point where people are going to be too preoccupied to want to talk to me about their career, you know, if they can't buy food for their children or, you know, like the yeah, dollar sure. has bottomed out. And, you know, these yeah. are worst case scenarios. But, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm, and now that I really think about it, like, who the fuck is going to want to listen to a podcast if the dollar bottoms out and they can't feed their fucking kids? So I guess it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm sorry to lead off in such a dark way. How? how have, okay, so let's try this you know again. That's a good point. Same with creating <laughs> art of any type. Like yeah.
3: your, your, your um, seashell necklaces aren't going to sell as well. If people it's like, are get worried it done now, bread. man.
0: Get it done now. Well, that, that was my idea is like bank it. And if it does get to that point where maybe we are going through a rough patch, you know, mm. I'll have enough to maybe get through the rough patch until things sort of get back to normal but i don't know
3: i I think that's honestly a lot more what it's going to be like what like what you just described i think it's i think things are going to start returning back to normal i mean yeah like we can't stay this way forever people are not going to put up with it i'm surprised they have as long as they did
0: yeah they're not (laughs) obviously they're not putting up with it no one's gonna be i mean here's the thing i know that this is an imposed thing by our government and it's for our safety but it's still an imposed thing by our government, and we shouldn't forget yeah. that, and we're going to want our rights and freedoms back. When this is over, we're going to want those freedoms back. So uh, I encourage people to remember how it was, uh, because we're going to want it back, and're going to and not to settle for anything less than that because fuck that you know what i mean like all of a sudden now yeah. we're not allowed to leave our house after 10 or something and and after the you know like this is how tyranny starts you know um yeah. some kind of it actually of-
3: scared me to see everyone accept this so so passively because again i, I get that it's for safety and and so there's yeah. you know it's really hard to disagree with science or statistics or anything like that but at the same time it is it does pretty much go against every civil liberty we have <laughs> and hold dear in this country yeah. and it, you know if the government can decide when they want to execute martial law at any time,
0: that's a scary precedent to set. Yes, and and, and you're right. I didn't think about that even how passively everyone was just very much into it. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, like, and for the first few weeks, you know, everybody was sort of like, "Oh, I get it," blah blah blah. Uh, but you know, after being home and and you know, seeing things how they're turning out and, and how they're developing, mm-hmm. and then how everything became so fucking political. Like, they, they couldn't wait to make this shit political. It, yeah. it Well, they do a, with everything, to be fair. I know, but like, but like for Christ's sakes, this is like this unprecedented thing, and they just couldn't, they just couldn't do it. And it's an election year, you know? So, I mean, I I, I guess if I was a politician, I'd be jumping on the bandwagon as well and piling on. But Sadly. Dear you
3: wouldn't make it as a politician if you didn't, I, I suppose.
0: Exactly. Kind of thing, you know? Exactly. It's built into the
3: system to be a piece of shit.
0: So, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, oh.
3: I, 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 personally, I've been thinking about this a lot today. Um, I really think if the government has a diligence to protect us by enforcing a stay-at-home, I think they have a diligence to also, um, negate or skip rent. Yeah. I, I. I I, I've been thinking about that because I really do. I, you know, I'm a pretty firm, like capitalist. I'm, I'm a little bit more conservative as far as like economics and fiscal stuff goes. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I do believe if you spent money to buy a property, you put labor into building that property, you have the right to economically benefit from the use of that property. But hmm. if the government is sees fit because the danger is, is, you know, seen to be so high that they have to keep us in home. I don't, I don't see how anyone still has a right to earn money off of rent.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a solid point. Um, I know that there's more to rent than just collecting rent, like maintenance. And lawnmowers well, yeah. and and stuff sure. like that. So so it does go beyond just one, per, you know, like somebody owning property and and you know collecting money on it. But there's also I, loans for them. So like hmm. if you're a property owner, you probably aren't in a
3: bind because of this, because there's all these special loans that the government's putting out. So there's a lot of economic assistance up top, and then it hmm. all rolls down to the bottom where you get twelve hundred bucks and you just you know hopefully you you know that covers you for two months because it's been looking towards March, March 16th, that's about two months of stay at home. And I'm not personally in a position where I can't pay my rent. I feel very fortunate of that. Um, I've had to hustle to make that happen, but you know, still I'm in a position where I can pay my rent, but I, I assume there's a lot of people who can't. And I just, I don't feel like that's fair given the fact that they've been forced to not work. I feel like, I feel like if you're being forced to not work, the person who collects money for you for the space you occupy should be thereby forced to not collect that rent. That, that's just, um, you know, again, coming from someone who's pretty conservative, that pushes against every, like, typical worldview I'd have for economics. And that's not usually how I'd be. But, um, you know, this is not a usual time. It's a completely unprecedented thing. And I really feel like some special stuff needs to be done for the low end, too, for the bottom denominator.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you, man. And I don't know how much trouble you've been having with your... Unemployment. I, I, I'm not sure what kind of musician you are. I'm not sure if you're a primary. I actually teach private or... lessons, so, so you're we had to change the entire
3: business overnight into Skype. But oh. because of the nature of private lessons, I was able to keep it going. Which again is just right. you know that's a roll of the dice. I didn't plan like, oh, I'm gonna have a, a I'm gonna have a business that's like you know coronavirus proof. No one thought right. that. You know, some of us do, and some of us don't. And it's yeah. not like bad planning on your part. If you no, yeah, you know? how could
0: you ever know? How could anybody ever know?
3: But and it's not know. prescience on my part either. I didn't think ahead and, and do it right. I just got lucky. So, <laughs> looking at that, I I really do feel, you know, humbled by that and blessed by that, but still, I feel the diligence to do something to help people who aren't.
0: Yeah, and and I want to get to that because I know you've been you you started that awesome group and you've been doing these concerts and stuff. Um the my wife has been teaching online, actually, for this cool. company called Take Lessons. She's a voice okay. teacher. Uh, this company called TakeLessons.com. I'm, they might as well be a fucking sponsor. I'm constantly talking about these guys. But nice. they, they kind of do sponsor our life. They make it very easily. And yeah. I'm out of work. I was primarily a gigging musician. So and she's, Oh, shoot. I'm she, sorry to hear that. Oh, well, fuck, dude. We, you know what? There was me and like million other people. You know, like yeah. millions of other people are, are yeah. up shit's creek But here,
2: just
3: so. because
0: a bunch of other people in your position does not minimize what you're no, going through at I all. I understand. And I get that. Um, but I am one of the lucky ones like yourself who are not uh, in a position where I can't pay rent, where, I'm, yeah, where I'm not able to eat, not where I'm like, I'm safe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, my good. family's safe. Like everything's fine for me. So I'm not... Of course, I'm going to be a, lot, a little bit more nonchalant about it. I mean, somebody who might be living in, you know, I mean, shit, it's Southern California or in California in general trying to make rent is, uh, you know, they're probably going to have a different tone about it. So I'm not Part
3: of it, you're you're right. Part of it is probably coming from a California specific cultural context and that i come from a place where rent is always balls crazy and everyone's just it's a thing
0: you know (laughs) so yeah yeah it's 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 yeah i mean it was nuts i mean like that's your life is figuring out how to hustle more than enough money to to just exist in a beautiful part of the world so but i mean man i miss it so much i'm in ohio now so like it's a completely different vibe and different culture and yeah it was how is it in
3: ohio moving from san diego
0: right well i moved from ohio to san diego and then stayed oh. there for about and then i met my wife reina out there and then she decided that she didn't like california I, and i'm making yeah. this sound bad <laughs> she
3: That's did fine. force you, me out so you're an ohio she, native
0: i am i am i'm ohio oh, native cool, cool. and i lived out in san diego for about 13 years and then we came back and ended up here back in toledo and uh, now what didn't well,
3: she like about california i'm curious about it because there's high obviously rent. things not like too I'm not going to be offended as a californian
0: or anything I'm just no well she's she's from <laughs> san diego she's she's yeah. a she's a native and um she doesn't she you know she has a little bias against um uh you know the attitude and uh there's there's a little bit of uh rent is it, rent's really the biggest part you know what rent's I mean? very rent, high here yeah rent was really the biggest part i mean we lived in a beach community you know three blocks from the ocean. Right. We played, we paid a good amount of money. Um, and eventually that was our undoing. Uh, I should have listened to her and moved to a cheaper place when we had the chance. But man, my place yeah, was yeah. dope. I had like a, a, a garage <laughs> with a whole studio in it, I had a backyard, wow. a front yard. Like, oh, my yeah. backyard opened up into the park, and like it was just an incredible place to have. And I uh, feel
3: like that's I, worth it. I feel like it's worth it if you live was. part of your life there and pay a lot too much for rent just because it's I mecca agree. you know
0: exactly it's a beautiful, beautiful exactly. place <laughs> and and there was and, and San Diego offered me like a lot more opportunity than i I had musically here. Yeah. yeah musically uh, I mean it's a destination, Toledo is the place that you drive through to or stop off for gas, you know what I mean like <laughs> sure. it's a city it, it's a real city with real things and, and you know I was very surprised if I, I worked full time here, you know like it was actually a very um it was awesome to come back here and come to an actual developed scene because when i left this town it was shit show central there was no work and it was just everybody talked shit about each other it was just a shit show of a scene i when i came back you had all this support and people were like you know everybody's just you know trying to big up everyone and and you know people are giving each other gigs and you know like Mm. I mean, that's what happens when, when the money's flowing, though, right? Like, when the money's flowing, yeah. everyone seems to be happy. Yeah, all the
3: together and everyone gets generous. Yeah, for sure.
0: But um, I don't know if you're old enough to remember 2008 when there was a financial collapse, and that was around the time that I first got to San Diego. So, like, there was no work then either. I mean, in San Diego, there was still work because it's still a destination no matter what, whether or not the economy tanks, it might affect their business, but it's still a destination. People are going to go there and people hang out there. So there was work there, but it, it wasn't like it was. It, it was really interesting how after 2008's financial collapse, the San Diego music scene grew so beautifully. And until this pandemic, it was just this great, 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 awesome, supportive scene that I just loved so much. But you know, now we're here. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> going to be again, I'm sure. I mean, that's not going to disappear.
3: So. All those people want that back so bad.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to. I mean, like every time I'm seeing these live streams of people, I I always get like this real emotional pang that just hits me because it's like, fuck, dude, I don't know when I'm going to see or experience live music again. It's not even playing for people. It's it's uh, it's experiencing it. Other people playing it, you know, so it's 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 sad. But, uh, you know. Like, like they keep saying we're all in it together, so I, I think we'll be okay. But how have you been handling it? I mean, you transferred. You said you transferred all your students over to online. How was that? Did you have any pushback? Was that a difficult thing to do?
3: Well, so when it when it when we first heard about this, we before we even switched to online. So like back up to early March, mm-hmm. um, we immediately put out a little press release to all of our families. We said, hey, there's this thing going on, I guess, that we're hearing about. We're going to be disinfecting the studio every day. So at first it was just that and just extra protocols, you know, safe distancing, all that stuff. And then like a week later, it was like, oh, this is going to be staying at home. No one's going to be going out. And Mm. so, yeah, we switched all the way to online, but we also gave all of our students a 50% discount on all their lessons. Oh, nice. Because we realized some of, our, some of our families went from two parents with a job to one parent with a job, or even worse. And so we've made, we, we did that, and we've made a lot of special like, um, exceptions for people, even above that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple weeks in, we realized we weren't going to be able to do that indefinitely, because we thought this would just be like a two-week thing to kind of you know, kill the bug, and we'd be back on with our lives. So then we went up to 25% off. Um, still to kind of give people a break and and smooth things over. Um, and there was very little pushback. Mostly people were understanding and pretty appreciative that we're that we were making the effort to make the lessons still happen for them. I heard over and over again that this this brings a sense of normalcy back into our lives that I heard that over and over again. And so it made me feel really good about what I was doing. Like beyond just financially supporting ourselves, it really gave hope to these individuals. a lot of our students are children. And I mean, as a, relatively well-adjusted adult, you know we can cope with this but i can't imagine how this is going through this as a as a kid like i remember being in fifth grade and like school is your life your friends are your life your family you're looking for your birthday there's all these things and then something like this happens it's like uh it's like world war ii hiding in the bomb shelters from the nazis bombing you you know what i mean yeah. it, it's like the whole world goes upside down and people are wearing masks and everything's different and so yeah. you know being able to see my regular students for their usual lessons in, in almost a normal way really made me feel good too. Well,
0: that's awesome, man. And that's really beautiful that you, you even uh, offered that. I mean, cause you know, like that's still your livelihood and, and it's just, it, you know, I love that. I love that how much people just I mean, it's how it always starts, you know. It's like when some horrible thing happens, you know, everybody bands together, and then, well, then yep. party lines are drawn. But you know, in those first few weeks, it's always like this nice. Everyone's just getting along and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I, that you know, that's just appreciated. Um, it, it's a, the my I have a son. He's six years old, and he was in kindergarten. Progress. And um, <laughs> yeah. thanks, man. Uh, he. uh he hated school, so like as soon as, as soon as he found out he didn't have to go back, he was like, fuck yeah. He did not yeah. care. He's six years old, mind. He's in kindergarten, and once he realized that his teachers were lying to him about the pilgrims and shit, he was like, uh-uh, I'm done with this. You mean they lie to us? And I have Dude, to wait go. Until he gets to win a
3: Santa Claus. He's going <laughs> to. Yeah.
0: He, you know what? He, he gets the idea of Santa Claus. He chooses to believe in him. He does. He, okay, fair enough. He's he's, he's, he's very. He's like, smart. but I get presents out of that. That's where Exactly. It. He's like, it, it benefits me to go along with this charade. You know what I mean? It's like, fine. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The fat man comes down the chimney. Just give me my fucking Pokemon. Um, yep.
1: Yeah. 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 So,
0: but, uh, did you He's like, I know like you a- eat the
3: milk and cookies, dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See them all over your face, you fat fuck. Um, You're like, I earned those milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you drove me to eat these milk and cookies. Look what I've become. Um, did you and your partner uh, uh, like own your own school or did you work for a school? We do own
3: our own school. It's just the
0: two of us. It's private lessons. Oh, okay, so do you have people come to your house, and, and or do you have like a space? Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right uh, yeah. Does she teach We actually, well? though, we were
3: looking at opening up another branch in Morro Bay and oh, making wow. an opportunity for other teachers to teach, and oh. um, this happened, and we we're like, oh, I guess that wasn't meant to be right now. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. That's really cool, yeah. though.
2: It's going to be cool when when
3: I'm sure when this thing's over, there's going to be people looking for lessons. There's more students than I can teach personally, so make some opportunities for other teachers. Also, like I teach every like almost every instrument, but that being said, I can't be a master of everything. So I know guitarists who just play circles around me, and I have students that I'd love to hand off to a higher level guitarist when they get there. Mm. So that kind
0: of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. No, I I I was the same way. uh, I'm the same way. I I could play a little bit of everything. And teach very fundamental things of everything, but mm-hmm. like once you hit those certain, you know, once you want to go to the next level, it's like, oh, sorry, buddy, uh, you're on your own with that one. Uh, yeah, or,
1: they
3: bring in the song, and you're like, ho, oh, yeah, this is a little not, past where I've ever made it,
1: <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> but that, that's the, that's what's so weird about being a multi instrumentalist is that you you sort of develop. You've de- your development is sort of stunted by developing other things. You know, like you don't concentrate or focus on this one thing. And of course, yeah, there's absolutely. always exceptions to the rules. I mean, Prince was amazing, but I'm sure he had his shortcomings. You know, like there's a ton yeah. of multi-instrumentalists who don't have shortcomings, by the way, who are fucking just ripping I on think there's.
3: Instrument. I think while playing all these different instruments um, detracts from the time you can put into each instrument with focus right. and study... I think mm-hmm. there is a way though that they work together in that you're always thinking and practicing music. And so I yeah. think like, um, like, like, let me put it this way. As a, I started as a drummer, right? And drums was my big thing for a lot of years. But then when I started playing bass, I feel like it deepened my understanding of how the drums should be played. Not that I got technical chops on the drums I didn't have before, but I got perspective <laughs> that I didn't have before because I opened up my ears to the other side of the field. And I feel like that happens for all the instruments. So it, it, like if I was gonna compare to Prince, I feel like once you have good technique on each individual instrument, the playing becomes much easier. And then you can get a shared benefit from all of your studies.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. My, I guess my point was is that it's it's hard to master an, an instrument when sure. you're trying to master four instruments. Yeah, some people yeah. are super athletes with music and just can. You know, some people taste music and and see sounds so they can just fucking pick shit up and go. Oh, like Jacob Collier or whatever. Jacob fucking Collier, what an <laughs> asshole! God <laughs> damn, calm down, bro. I get it. Your voicings are incredible. You have amazing range. You could play everything really well. No, I, I love Jacob Collier. He's great. Um, I know man, Jacob. I would... It's it's a it's interesting thing
3: because um, I I I knew Jacob Collier, but I didn't like I didn't I only watched like two videos of him. Right, I saw the thing with Herbie Hancock, and I saw him do a lesson, and I was like, dude, that guy's champ. That was my yeah. initial reaction. Current rea- day reaction, and then I heard about the meme, and and it was like, oh, Jacob Collier ruined my childhood or something like that. And then I was like, and then I was like. Who is that? I got to look this up. He's like the Nickelback of today. I I need to know about this because I love making Nickelback burn jokes. Like, I want, you know, a concert that's so bad that if you only paid a nickel, you'd want your Nickelback. Like, (laughs) yes, love it, right? So I looked it up and I thought there was really interesting comments on the Jacob Collier thing. One person, and like, it was like a master's thesis he wrote on it in his comment. It was it was on like Twitter or something. But <laughs> and he was like, he was like, you know, and there's all these people you've been working really hard for music. And it's it's daunting to see someone much younger than you play so so much better than, than you. And to a lot of people it's discouraging and their initial reactions to lash out with hate. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So people hate Jacob Collier because he's so good, but it's yeah. also because I think he they feel like he has a smugness about the way he presents it. Mm. Um yeah. so, which again, just a my personal note on it. But yeah. ultimately, like um beyond that he is just <laughs> it, 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 he is a prodigy he's like he's one of those incredible. mozarts where he just has this ear that's actually yeah you know real, realistically better than mine and i can accept that it's exactly. fine
0: exactly <laughs> and, and that's the whole thing is like that people when they when that's why it's like for me i've been working on trying to stop comparing myself to people like jacob collier or, or whoever don't, definitely either. don't compare yourself to jacob collier But, like, whoever it is, it could be the other multi instrumentalist guy who's working the scene. You know, like, whatever. No, compare yourself to a drummer at the wrong gig. You're doing (laughs) good. But, you know, like, but the people do get, you know, caught up in this, uh, in comparing themselves to it. I understand that.
3: But, but, well, on some level, music is a craft, and I feel like the craft side of it can be compared, and that's okay. Like, you can look Mm -hmm. at someone's how fast they can play an eighth note run and be like, that guy can play that run 10 10 beats per minute faster than me. That's just, there's no getting around it. Right. Um, Exactly. But then on the other side, I feel like, I feel like that is a technical way of looking at music, and that's not actually how we experience music at all. Um, (laughs) I'll give you a good example, okay? Um, If you see someone play guitar, pretty good. You're like, okay, played guitar pretty good. But if you see a five-year-old play guitar pretty good, it changes it,
0: right? Why? Well, he's younger. I mean, he's younger, younger, right? So it's more and, impressive. And you wish you could, yeah, and you, could, and you wish you could be that impressive when you were that age, or now even. Same thing. If you yeah. see a guy who has one arm play the
3: guitar pretty good, you're mm-hmm. like, holy fuck. Yeah. What? It's inspiring. Right. So the right. thing I would say is that everyone has a different degree of talent. Everyone has a different degree of experience. Everyone has a different degree of resources and availability. Like maybe you don't even have a guitar. What? You, how good are you going to get? Right? right? So so you you put everything into context and perspective. And then music is ultimately a performance. It's like a conversation. And everyone has a voice. And everyone's voice is worth sharing. And I don't believe in that mindset. And I, I get that a lot of people have that mindset. That it's like, you know, I'm going to compare myself to Eddie Van Halen. And if it's not Eddie as good or better then no one's going to want to hear it. I don't think that's true at all. People want to hear your voice. People want to hear your song. People, people love to hear other people being real and authentic and emoting and expressing themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Uh, it's, I mean, just, uh, just, you have to understand that this is not a level playing field. Like life in general is not a level playing field. Um, and some people, like we we're talking about, have the resources. some people just are born with that thing in their brain that just allows them to absorb information rapidly. and Absolutely. so to compare yourself against other people is is just ridiculous because well, life's not fair like and to go and and, and and to put yourself down and to feel terrible because you're not hitting that and you're not doing it like that and it's like. It's Uh-oh. just self-destructive, and it's, it's, just, it's nonsense, and it's, it's not worth it. If anything, <clears throat> seeing people who are better than you should inspire you. It, it, like you were saying, mm-hmm. it, it, should, yeah. it, it should light a fire on your ass and be like, fuck, dude, I need to go home and do my scales. <laughs> I, need to run some, I need to practice to the fucking Metronome again.
1: Ah. Sure.
0: sure. Uh, uh, it, that's, uh, it's, it's interesting. On this quarantine, I have been doing so much less music. Um, then, then I would be, if not, uh, on quarantine, I, I've actually shifted a lot of my energy into, um, into, uh, uh, uh the clerical work of things. So like my podcast, yeah. I've been, I've been just with the YouTube. That's how I sort of came on to you. So, you know, mm-hmm. you've been doing these cool things, like giving people opportunities to continue their lessons that have cost, And then obviously uh, that's unsustainable. Uh, but but you also did this really cool thing that um, uh, uh, by starting this sharing is caring. Now is that your project? Uh, I know there's sometimes I see labels on there that says like following uh, member. So yeah uh, yeah it wasn't
3: originally my idea. I saw this hashtag I follow you, you follow me, and mm-hmm. I was like this is cool. I'm I'm gonna get in the running. I make all this I make all these videos and I spend so many hours on them, and then I never put the time and effort into marketing them like I should. You know what I mean? That's right, my right. own. That's my own failing. And so I was like, you know what? I have some extra time in quarantine. I'm going to throw all that time at my pet project, my music that I love to make and share with people. And, you know, more than like, more than like making money off it, because again, I, as I said, I'm, I'm okay on money. I just wanted people to hear the songs that I make. You know what I mean? Because I'm really proud of them, just just like everyone else, I think, should be of their own voice. Like, I've worked really hard to become a great musician. And I made this I made a whole album of all these different instruments and got to feature artists. And like, you know, I'm really proud of those accomplishments. So uh, when I saw that, I was like, cool, I'm going to I'm going to get in on the thing. And as I was scrolling through the comments, I saw some people saying, hey, this should be a group. A couple people saying, like, this should be a group. Like, there's all these, everyone posts this on their page and they're all disparate. And it gets the point because this, the way it works, everyone posts and then it blows up where you can't follow them all. There's too many comments. And if, especially if they're on multiple pages. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take some initiative. (laughs) I made a group. I went and invited everyone who I was following and left them comments for one day. And then I went and spent a whole day and commented on all the different I follow you. I searched them all up and let you know. Commented, did the thing. Here's my YouTube channel. I'm following you, and and by the way, there's this group. Yeah.
0: That and and, and so you were just like, I'm going to do this group. And oh, so you were pulling people from other groups.
3: Um, not other groups, but other com- comment threads because there was oh, no okay. group. Oh, okay. Oh, now I looked it up and there's a couple other groups. Um, but I think they started since I did. And, and, um, that's actually my next move is I'm going to go post to the other groups and start to let them know, Hey, we have a big group here. That's Mm -hmm. over 400 people. Your group is 200 people. Your group is 300 people. If we put all three of us together, we're like, we're there. So, (laughs) so I mean, it's, it's actually, it's pretty amazing how, how cool it's been. And, and, um, I just want to highlight that like, I just got the ball rolling, but from there, everyone else has been so amazing and supportive, and like yeah. the, the all the artists and musicians, like everyone's shit is fire, man,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been amazing i I've literally been most of my last few weeks of of interviews have come from those from that group wow uh, I've talked to people wow. in Barcelona, I've talked to yeah. people in latvia, I've mm-hmm. talked to people I've talked to a Broadway percussionist in New York City who's living through this shit which oh, cool. is next is that week chihiro chihiro yes yeah, Chihiro, i didn't know yeah. how to pronounce her name but she's awesome i love yeah to this she's show. amazing and she's so she's just uh she's just a lovely human being and uh, uh the conversation the conversation i had with her i mean because she puts so much value in gigging and of course you would you're on yeah. broadway you're yeah. in you're in the top of your game at the top you know at the top of it You know, New York City, Broadway, baby, that's... that's They say if you can make it in New York, you can make it... And, like, she was making it in New York. She was doing just fine. (laughs) She was just starting a a run of Miss Saigon on Broadway, and... um, I didn't know know, they had pit percussion underneath the stage. Wasn't that, wasn't that video so interesting? It, it was, man. Yeah, no, she has a, uh, I- yeah, man, it, it's crazy. Like, and how, it was just She's like running around like three, four, five yeah. different
3: stations getting, and they're like, there's not a lot of time in between. She's not there's taking not. breaks. <laughs> she's not no, clocking no. on a 15 minute break
0: at any time. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And my niece is a, is a, she's 15 and she's a percussionist. And I, I saw her, I saw her running across stage because I was a percussionist when I was in school. I was like, I don't remember running that much. But I, I don't think I was very good because all they gave me was a triangle and like the wind chimes. So <laughs> I think they're just like, give the slow fat boy uh, a little thing to hit, and uh,
3: maybe that'll keep him quiet. Um, they got you ready for the power ballads, man. If you ever they- need to pull up the triangle and wind chimes, you're like, dude, I've got experience here. No,
0: no, no, no. no, but she put so much um, she put so much self worth in what she did a gig. Yep. Because obviously, that's a she's at the top of her game, mm-hmm. and so when they all got yanked from under her, she had a really really hard time, and, and like she was just questioning, like who am I, like what wh- what do I do now, you know? Yeah. But it, 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 has, it has a good ending. She <laughs> she found she found you know the share uh, the sub for sub, and and yeah. uh, and she's been really focusing on what you know her and and getting her brand together and hey, it was cool. you know like she 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 said you know her partner was like hey you're not usually like this you need to like figure some shit out because you're just moping around and um and she was like okay i'm gonna figure it out and that and that's the story of her whole life because she's from japan her mm-hmm. mother at 13 sent her to northern michigan um to wow. for for some conservatory uh, a percussion conservatory and so she's been in America pretty much since she's thirteen on her wow. own. Wow! And so, so you know, like she's been constantly overcoming these like very hard things to do in life. Uh, you yeah. know, like that's a that's huge a very- culture shock at age thirteen. Huge. Being raised in Japan, going straight to <laughs> wow. <laughs> So I mean, you know, like it, that that group fosters a lot of beautiful talent, a lot of beautiful people, and and you know, it, it, and you're doing these uh the these concerts in the evening, which have been great. And um,
3: yeah, your concert yeah. was
0: awesome, by the way. Thanks, man. Ray Mystique appreciate. was epic. You know what? She, uh, I really she, think you need a mic next time. <laughs> well, because we, we do the because uh, before that we were doing something called Quarantine Sundays, which I was yeah. doing just for fun. And that, mm-hmm. that, I have a mic, but what you saw in that setup is basically what you would see if you saw us live, because I don't right. sing. Um, I don't usually talk into my guitar either, <laughs>
3: but... Yeah. Um, I just uh, think that in the live ones, for like banter's sake, mm-hmm. I think it's just great to have you both talking, because like, cause she's going to say something, and you're going to have a comment, and, yeah. and that's just part of it. People, uh, you know what I mean? People are just there to hear you talk and talk to you, and so... Well, um, I just yeah, it, I think you need a mic in your face so we can, oh yeah, you can talk well, to
0: you. We I think we're gonna go live tonight on Twitch.
3: Have you cool. looked into Twitch at all? No, no. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've been so busy that every time oh, someone yeah, yeah. tells You're me a new fine. thing, I'm like You're not I'm really like, whoa, here's my new thing, and I'll like yeah. spend the weekend. So but yeah, Twitch, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know about it. I know that uh. it's like all the kids are into
0: it. <laughs> Uh, it's really fascinating. Honestly, there's this fucking... Okay, so there's this uh, dude called 8th Radio. I've been talking about him for weeks now. He, he, okay, it's just... I don't know if he's a Latino dude or maybe he's Eastern European. I don't okay. know, but he's, a, he's kind of this dude who um, sits on a chair and stares listlessly into the distance like, like, like China doll. Dead-eyed stare. Glassy eye. He looks high as shit. Okay. Um, he's just sitting on a chair and, and, and there's no comment thread, and his backdrop is like a beach with a canoe like floating in it, but it's like a poorly pixelated yeah. background. It's not very good.
3: But it's like he, supposed to be cheesy.
0: I think so. Because he doesn't say yeah. a word on his thread. He doesn't say anything, he stares off into the distance, but he fucking treads the fucking accordion. Like he fucking. Oh, okay, Reds. he's
3: playing music. This whole he time, I thought he was just staring, just and I was like, there. "That's
0: a really weird, cringe show.
3: That's a really cringy, weird show." Yeah. Well, you know, now maybe that I'll start. Never mind. This show. He plays
0: accordion, okay? But he shreds it. He shreds <laughs> it. But but that's yeah. what gives it the whole the, the whole the appeal is that like he doesn't say anything. I've never heard his voice. He's always live. He's always live. Like he's always live. Like if we went there right now, I guarantee you he'd be fucking he's live, live right now, <laughs> just shredding and he shreds wow. dude i'm not when i say shred i'm not joking and he has like this really fancy roland um accordion so it's midi too so he'll be doing edm shit and he Whoa. does he, he does all the shit oh dude I, I fucking love it i mean i can only listen to it for like you know five or ten minutes before i'm like okay i get it but it's just like i love seeing him there it's really fascinating form, but besides him there's really great talent on there and um it, yeah. what's, really, what's really interesting about it is that it's kind of a way to accumulate and maintain um, a, a community of super fans. Because what, yeah. what we're seeing and what we're looking into is that there's this positive correlation between um, how many followers and how many active streamers that you get and your Spotify plays. So when you go and look into these artists who are on Twitch who have any kind of success with it, Right. Plus, they're making on the low end. They're making uh, some of them are making like fifteen hundred dollars a month just off of, and, and it's money directly from your fans. That's yeah, donations so, that they give you. It's, yeah, and, and so it's just yeah. very. It's just a very cool. Platform. Do they also have subscriptions there? Like you subscribe exactly. to? Exactly. Yeah, I think right. So, so yeah. but the subscriptions cost like five dollars. So yeah. no, so, it's f. Yeah, it's nothing. It, right, and, and which is nice because like you know like if you want if you really like an artist and you're enjoying their music and you're enjoying their performance, five dollars just to you know just to sit there and it's not it's a like tip. you have it's, to. It feels yeah, easy. Exactly. It's low barrier
3: to entry. It's great. Exactly,
0: and plus it's not just five dollars. You can give them. Uh, then you have these things called bits, uh, where it's just like uh, like a bit is one cent, one uh-huh. cent. So if you give a hundred bits, that's a dollar. So it, it's it's fun. You get little rewards and it, it's cute and all that. Yeah. but Raina has been going fucking nuts on it. She loves it. And she's like, I don't think I'm going to go back to performing live if we can. And she's very, if this is p- this
3: successful.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I mean,
3: I, love I mean, you, you find live. a pot of gold in quarantine. You're like, I'm not going to go back to mining silver.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, you can play all these bars around here until your, 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 your fingers fall off. Hmm. And, and you all know, you're doing is selling drinks for a bar. You're selling drinks, you're playing time. other people's music, because that's what people want to hear. Yep. And, and you know, yep. like we... Because they tune we, out
3: for your originals. There right. He, he, exactly. He yeah, no, and, you're right.
0: And, and so when you think about mm. it, it's like you can travel, you know, 20 minutes or hours and you can set up your heavy ass PA. Yeah, you're right. You gas money, extra he, time. Gas money.
3: Or you can just be everywhere around the
0: world at once, you know, and, from and, your living room. <laughs> And and fucking make more money and actually see real supportive fans and that's what's yeah. so actually connect with
3: people it. in real time too. You can, you right. can talk to them. You can right. they talk back and give you like the live learn. I didn't. I've never heard of that before. I didn't even know it was a thing. When Rayna was like, "Oh, we're gonna live learn this," I was like, "Wait,
0: what?" <laughs> She's gonna just like you hear mean practice your instrument in front of people. <laughs> I'm
3: like, you can do that, and, she, and she's like, hell yeah, I can. I'm this is my show. I'm gonna do what I want. And yes, I was like, that's cool. That's way she, cool. I would love to do that.
0: She has, <laughs> like, what she's sitting on. Her idea is beyond anything that is being done on Twitch right now. Nice, because she is a teacher and she wants to incorporate that into it. Very cool. Um, so it, it's uh, it, and she already has sort of a built-in fan base because her her students are basically like her little fans. You know, they love. Yeah, her and, yeah. They're like little it, super fans. They look yeah, up to her. Yeah, of exactly. Course. So so she has some of them sort of some of them created Twitch pl- um Twitch profiles just so they do it. The hard part is is really just getting people to create a profile to come sit and listen. Yeah. Facebook is really easy because you already had an account. You've been you've been yeah. uh, growing this account since college. You know, like yeah. it's it, it's and and ha- so
3: does your mom and your grandma <laughs> even, <laughs> yes. right? Exactly. But you want to invite them to your show, and you know, exactly. it's they're not going to figure out Twitch.
0: No, and, and so that's <laughs> right. the difficult part is getting people to actually just tune in because it is a relatively small market. It's it's about three million users. And a majority of those users are gamers who... I was going to say that gaming is huge on
3: there too. Probably the biggest thing. Exactly.
0: It is the biggest thing. And so I it, was thinking
3: of just playing some some retro games because I used to be a huge gamer. I really haven't been for like you know must, a lot of my life. I put games away. But then right. like you know as I got a little bit older, I'm 28 now. I was like you know I'm doing well with my business. I'm like thriving. I'm doing well with my music. I can I play a couple hours of video game if I want. And so I got this <laughs> emulator on my Mac, and I'm playing these old school games that I could never oh. afford when I was a kid. I played the demos of. Yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. I get to play the whole game and it's like free now online and everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a completely different dollars.
3: Yeah. Yeah, It used to be, you have to pay for the thing. And as a kid, I like, I didn't have a job. I didn't have allowance money or anything. So I was like, you know, someone else is going to get this game. Not me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I could go to someone's house and play it.
3: Yeah, basically. (laughs) But like a lot of us live that life. And so it's cool Mm -hmm. revisiting that um, from a completely different perspective and being like super easy. Now you can play all the games you wanted to play and. As a kid, yeah. and because some people are going to be like me, that have the nostalgia factor that want to tune in, I was thinking maybe vintage games would be something Dude, that actually gets followers on that. Twitch. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, I know you're already busy, so he, hey, here's another time. Fucking I know, but stealer. that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm
3: very interested. These all sound like fun things too that make money. So I know, it's like right? throw
0: more, throw more at me, you know. <laughs> well, it's, well, ever since this thing started, a, a big part of this has been, you know. Talking to musicians about well, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, what are you gonna what do? What are we gonna do now? So it's did you been see really last fun. night's artist, Vince Simo? Oh my god, he was so good. He oh my so
3: god, good. I just he spoke with a a guy him. Guy. He's a friend of mine. He lives in Slow oh, here, and right. he was telling me that that because of what happened to him, he's basically just doing stream consultations now. He has like oh, wow. the best tech. He's got the like two camera system and the yeah, audio all locked down. That. And so his main job now is just doing consultations to help wow. people out with their streaming. And he Dude, said he's I, busier than ever now.
0: I might have to reach out to him. My God, You should.
3: You definitely should. He's freaking worth his weight in gold. He's awesome.
0: We're, 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 he's got the um, Midas touch. <laughs> he Well, he's... Um, I love... Yeah, because I actually went out and found him on Twitch and followed him. Because I'm considering doing one. Um, mostly Raina wants to do it. I'm considering doing one, but I'm just not sure how I would present it. But... Right. Um... And, like, incorporate the podcast within it, too. Can we do,
3: like, a Twitch thing
0: together, like, where I feature you or you feature me? If so, I got you. I'm there. Well, (laughs) well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have these fucking gamers who set a precedence of HD quality. So you have to have this, like, $3,000 computer tower that's water-cooled. It's not that much. You you can get something decent for about $1,500. Go PC, though. You have to go PC. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, and, and you have to basically build it out this ain't some shit that you're going to just be able to buy from Best Buy you know what I mean wow So no you, way yeah it's, it's tough so that's the other part is like we're running so our the barrier
3: to entry is actually pretty high for that because of the yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, and that you see I mean the people having the most success on Twitch are the ones with a clear yeah. signal everything yeah, is cause beautiful because
3: if there's all these things out there you're not going to tune into one that sounds cracklier that's <laughs> cutting out like you're going to tune right away
0: yeah, This so generation does
3: not have attention span for your technical bullshit. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they really
0: don't. They do they don't. not give <laughs> any fucks. Um, but so like the biggest thing about it is is investing in that computer because right now she's using her um, MacBook. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that thing is about to fucking take flight. It's, you know, and at one yeah. time it just went pooh. You heard literally an audible and like it just oh, went that's off. that's bad. That's very bad. Is, so, streaming. is it on a is it on like a
3: raised cooling thing? You know what? It's not even actually. just that. That's 20, 30 bucks. Might help a lot. Wow, like an extra yeah. fan that cools it. I've seen those on Amazon. I was gonna get one mm. for my girlfriend, but um, but she doesn't do like a bunch of techie stuff. She's just doing like mm. word processing and emails, and I and she has a nice laptop that can handle it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But exactly. if you're
3: doing that- like stuff where it's really taxing the processor, and those things will they cook? They get hot.
0: Yeah they do and and i mean they you need a water-cooled fucking tower <laughs> so it's like wow. uh, that's that's a big part about it but i mean we, we're adults now and the great thing about us is that we've been building this business and we're able to sort of it's like it's time to like why not like we've been building this out let's fucking yeah. invest you know like invest in ourselves. i will never say no reyna is very business minded, very technical minded i am Reckless abandonment, you know. what I mean, so sure, sure. we work together. It's a good very balance. Well. It is. It really is. And so then I'm, you're
3: always seeking out wild opportunities, which I mean, sometimes there's a huge benefit to that. Just, exactly. just speculating, and then you have that balance, that rock, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, she does too. I mean, it was her idea to move to Ohio, and we're actually doing way better here than we ever good. were in San Diego and with good. music and everything. I mean, just just people who want to hear our music. It, it, it was just very weird. It was one of those things where I, I hated the idea of going back to where I ran away from, and but like I knew that she's, she's right because she's always right, uh, she's right in perpetuity. Uh, but yeah. but I just didn't, I couldn't. She's gonna love this podcast. She knows. <laughs> I've already said that shit. She knows it's it. Common knowledge. It's common knowledge that Raina is right in perpetuity. Um, um, but <laughs> she. Uh, but she, but she does have that wild let that dreamer sensibility too. So it it is good that we have a rock. But she's she, it's her wild idea to like let's move across country or like let's lit, let's go vanlifing and you know like shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it it is a good balance because on some things I'm very conservative and that's something she is. So you're it is yeah. a good balance. But uh, you know it, it can make for some heated arguments. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. But, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, Slow, like, what, how, are you from
3: Slow, or have you, or you moved I actually grew or? up in the Central Valley near Modesto. Ugh, sorry. I know, right? It's <laughs> super hot. Um, and about halfway, I know you can cook an egg on the sidewalk in I, I just,
0: I'm not a, even a fan of the, I'm just not even a fan of the whole region. Just, like, in general. Yeah. I, you know, the people are beautiful. I love the people. Mm-hmm, uh, but like just tour... Yeah, but uh, touring around and seeing like the cool places to play—it's and like, this is just not the cool place to play. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's, it's definitely not a mu- hip musical community. It's like an agricultural area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, totally. To be fair, they feed everyone else, so that's nice. But <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. So we entertain them because they feed us, and we we take our licks.
3: Yeah, and then <laughs> they all come out to the um to the coast for Fourth of July and leave a bunch of beer bottles on the on the beach and return. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the balance. I, when I grew up, when I came here, I remember there was a very, there, a very negative uh, tourist vibe from like the high, high school peers. And I was like, I wonder why that is. This, this community thrives off tourism. And then I realized that that was wise because they, they have a certain stereotype of like the Fresno person coming up. But again, like you said, there's just beautiful people everywhere.
0: And there's trashy people everywhere. We have them here, too. (laughs) You don't have to to commute them in or anything. No, no, exactly. (laughs) I I think uh, San Diego had the thing, uh, the people from Arizona, like the Mm -hmm. fucking tweakers from Arizona, they would be like, oh, the zoners are here, or the zonies, or whatever they would call them. Yeah, Yeah, everybody has their little bias of the people who are coming to take their jobs and whatever <laughs> well,
3: And a lot of times it's based on an actual regional thing that's happening like there is a lot of tweakers in arizona no doubt i mean i'm sure that's the case if there's a stereotype about there being a lot of tweakers in arizona people don't just make that up for fun but right. like obviously like like you said and like i said earlier it doesn't mean everyone from arizona's a tweaker far from yeah. it there's some some mormons in arizona you know what i mean there's you're some yeah. grandparents in arizona some chill people
0: yeah yeah totally bad <laughs> No, I like slow. I actually, um, when we were van life and we stayed there for a few days. Um, oh, cool! Is, is Bishop's Peak in slow? Is that mm-hmm. slow? Okay, yeah, cool. You got it. My son, my son's name is Bishop, so we went and Aww. hiked that, that. What a nice that, name! Right, and, and he and he just loved the idea that, that this is my mountain. And he was a little younger then, so it was very <laughs> cute to hear. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cute!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: How
0: old was uh, he when you were when you were doing the van life thing? I didn't
3: realize three. you had your son already by that time. It's cool.
0: Yeah, he was 3. He was 3. Yeah. Uh, well, that was actually how we ended up here. We van-lifed and mm-hmm. then um our, our our plan was always to just end up in the Midwest, but it was we van-lifed to that new life. So, do you have family
3: fun. in where you're from? Is that why Yes, yes.
0: I I actually I actually live at my mom's. house. I live with my mom, which sounds horrible, but at mm. I, 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 at this at this time, and like, I'm really grateful that I live with her because she's the type of person she, she wanted to keep work. She works at a nursing home and she cool. wanted to keep working and she's a little bit, she should have been retired, but she loves her job. So she wants to keep going. And, and she's like, you know, I want to be there. She wants to be a member of the team. And I mean, now they have some cases over there and I just, I'm i was going to say even and during she,
3: this, like,
0: yeah, well, she, she finally, her supervisor came up to her and was like, hey, you should think about this shit. Because they were preparing, and they, she, she kept seeing them taking out beds and preparing like triage parts. And yep. now, after about a couple of weeks of her being gone, we just found out today that there's a whole cabin infested with COVID over there. So, my oh, mom was like...
3: I'm glad you guys got her out of there then. Oh, my
0: God. I was just... Which, by the way, I didn't get her out of her. There's no getting her to do anything. <laughs> she... She came to the conclusion. She got her out of there. <laughs> she got herself out of there. But I was very, I was very adamant about it. Obviously, I care about yeah. my mother. Uh, but you grew up in uh, in slow. Uh, what what was? Oh no, I'm sorry. In the in the in the, um sorry Central Valley. What what was uh what was music like for you there growing up? And uh, well, what was your relationship I, I, with music there? It
3: is fair to say I grew up in slow though too because I moved I moved up halfway through seventh grade.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So and good. I
3: wasn't hugely into music until then anyway. So like when I was a kid, I played recorder and band and I played saxophone. I got pretty hard into that. Mm-hmm. And sixth, seventh grade is right when I got into drums. Okay. And that's when I became like a big music fan and studying music and, and all that stuff anyway. So that all happened on the Central Coast. So to mm-hmm. be fair, I don't really have a big concept about what that scene's like, except for from playing with Patrick Contreras and doing some gigs with him in the valley down
0: there. Oh, okay, cool. Well, what what was slow like with music?
3: Slow is slow is a cool scene. I, I've been I've been told by a lot of traveling artists that it's like the mecca of gigs. Like I loved there it are,
0: there. Like like because I don't think we busking gig is good here Buskings, too. You can make yes.
3: good money busking. Yes. It's just like insane. When I was in, in high school, I was in a gypsy swing band, and we oh, were nice. like incredibly popular here. We made the rounds. We we got to the point where we were like a regional success, where like oh, everyone great. in town would know our band. And still Ooh. to this day people are like, Oh, you're the drummer from the Red School. And I'm like, Oh
0: shoot. I haven't even talked to those guys in like a decade. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's great that you you have that you had that kind of influence in your town, man. That's beautiful. Like people still remember the the good old days of the gypsy oh, swing yeah. band.
3: Yeah no we we got super lucky we had a we had a um, I dated this girl named Molly Reeves and she had this cool idea about a Django Reinhardt inspired band. Ooh. She like put the whole group together. She was pretty brilliant, you know, to give her credit. She found this female violinist so we had a female guitarist who played like like Django Reinhardt and a female violinist who played like Stefan Grappelli. So it's like you're seeing these young, like 18, 19 year old girls playing this classic music. Everyone loved it. We wore like fur coats and we had this whole like dapper approach, right? And so like as as high school kids, we already had our our branding figured out and all that. So I feel like we just kind of stumbled onto that and it was largely due to Molly Reeves and her contributions. Um, but I will you, say Mom. that I've always been a very aggressive, business-minded person. And I was the one who booked all the gigs. I scheduled <laughs> all the band rehearsals. So but so when I joined the band, it was like taking that brilliant idea and putting a V8 motor in it, and we just charged. Like we went hard.
0: Yeah, you know, like we were talking about balancing relationships, but like being in a band is a relationship and having somebody who has business minded and having someone who has like a brilliant creative mind, that is such a great if you guys can just yep. get along. <laughs> I if know. If they could just and, get along, it could And work. that
3: is eventually what broke us up, because like I said, she was my girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Was, past tense was. for knowledge. So you're 100% right. I, I couldn't take credit for what she did with the concept and with mm-hmm. the songwriting, but again, I, I couldn't also give myself no credit in that I know she, she wasn't going to go book all those gigs on her own and, and yeah. that type of thing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. So it, that it, balance it, it, worked really well. Yeah, man. Uh, so you... you you did that. So when did you make the switch from gigging? Because you gig out a little bit still, right? Uh,
3: yeah, but yeah, you're right. My primary thing is teaching.
0: Mm-hmm. I, 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 joined a, I started working
3: for conservatory a few years back. And um, I just started taking teaching really seriously. I actually took a break from that to go on tour, though. So, you know, musician life, it's when the opportunity strikes, it strikes. There was a female banjo band. They wanted to hire me to play percussion and wash. I I play washboard and spoons and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm the ideal percussionist for your group. There's no way you're going to get someone who plays in in genre better than me. And I have... I had like nice, like fancy-looking short pants and like the whole get. So I was like, yeah, yeah. like I've got a whole costume for this gig already, basically. Yeah. In my I was closet. made for
0: this. You guys, you guys just hire I was, me. Yeah, I, I <laughs> trained
3: for this throughout throughout <laughs> high school and like my early adulthood. So
0: have you, what, have you ever have you ever uh, bailed on a gig to take like maybe not a higher paying gig but maybe a better opportunistic gig? Which I know mm. opportunistic is kind of a hot word there, but...
3: I don't think so. And I don't think I've ever missed a gig. I'm very proud of both of those things. Mm. Like, integrity-wise, I, I don't think I'd bail on a gig. Well, uh, what I could do, though, I've seen people do and I wouldn't feel bad about, is you you have a gig, a bigger opportunity comes up, you get your gig subbed by someone else. Right. So I would certainly... Um, I have done that, where I had a gig with, pa- with my band, The Sunny Nights, at a winery, And then I got a gig uh, with Patrick Contreras in Fresno, and he's like Jimi Hendrix on violin. He was just so fun to play with, and really good guy. So I was like, yeah, I want to do this guys. But what I did is I hired another Sunday nights band member to just have a Sunday nights band that doesn't feature me. And so I had, I I booked the gig. I had all my bandmates cover it for me and they were stoked for the opportunity because it's just another gig for them. It meant the pay all went to them and, you know, got cut less weight. So they were actually really cool with it. And, and, you know, it was another opportunity for them, but I wouldn't ever just, just bail on a gig because I think that would, uh, I think that would show poorly on my own integrity.
0: Yeah, I was, the only, the re- I was thinking about that before, while I was setting up, because I, I was thinking about this mm-hmm. time where I, 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 I did just that, and I tried my damnedest to get like replacements and shit, and yeah. I just couldn't. And I was like, well, it was kind of like the idea of us pursuing Twitch now and maybe stopping playing mu- music in bars, because at the time, I was mostly getting paid off of just gigs, just cover gigs. And I was like, this is an opportunity to, because like the band that was asking me is this band called the B-Side Players who, um, who had a very good time, a good run. And they did really well, like in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, oh, cool. And, and, so they were already like an
3: established group. They,
0: oh yeah. They're, they're established. And like nice. the people that go through there end up playing for bigger bands. Cause the, uh, Carlos, the, the singer and the manager mm-hmm. and the writer, um, he, he has he's a wide network of friends, um, especially in the reggae. That's season. a good opportunity, yeah. So I at the time, I, I, I bailed on the gig, and, and I felt terrible, and I was just like, fuck, dude, I'm sorry. And I couldn't get replacements, and people were mad. But then mm. there's one, my one drummer who in the band, and one of the cover bands was like, dude, don't ever feel bad for trying to get out of this fucking bullshit circuit. He's like, don't feel bad about this. You're about to go get was paid. Was it a shitty bar gig? Yeah, yeah. They were just shitty okay, bar yeah, gigs. Both yeah, of them. Okay, okay. They're right. both <laughs> shitty bar gigs. And like both bands could have handled it without me. One band was mad. Well, the guitarist was mad because it was yeah. actually our first gig together as the band. All oh, the musicians it's, were mad at you that you yeah, were going to play with. Okay, it's, it's, fair enough. Uh, but, but the other band wasn't. They were just like, oh shit, you really dicked us. Uh, and I tried my hardest to get a replacement. It ended up working out for them. Yeah. It didn't end up working out for the other guys. <laughs> but... um, but he, you know, like he was telling me, he was like, "Dude, don't feel bad." I mean, because if if you're really trying to go outside of just playing bars and stuff, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get out uh, of it. You're gonna have to like really work on going further, and yeah. um, you're gonna, you might have to step on some toes when opportunity strikes. Like you need to be on it, and so I felt yeah. terrible. That's true. And, if
3: you're trying to grow as an artist, you got to be ready for a bigger gig, and I yeah. think be willing to drop a smaller gig. I think that's um i think i would assume bigger artists have a cancellation policy even the more i think about it like you know what i mean yeah yeah oh yeah and and then you'd be like listen the gig's a week out i have a two-day cancellation you know what i mean yeah so once you get within two days it's secured and you're not going to leave them hanging but yeah again there's as you grow the context changes and the way to operate and the etiquette even can change
0: yeah absolutely and that was i actually wrote that question down i was like because Oh that's an interesting question uh, uh, you know cuz a lot of musicians would be like absolutely not uh, no that's i have integrity I and yeah, Sorry. No, hey, but,
3: but yeah i you know i may not have made it to that level yet where that is a con- concern so you know opening up my mind to that possibility I, I could i could totally see that yeah
0: well it because at the time i still felt bad and even after the drummer was like dude don't feel bad i was still like fuck dude like you know i'm yeah you felt I bad mean, about leaving
3: the other musicians hanging i think exactly. more than anything yeah exactly Which is reasonable
0: <laughs> and and um and and I, I have gotten too wasted to play the show, but I would say that was before I was actually a professional at what But have I you doing. gotten
3: too wasted and still played the show?
0: Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: I was yes, going to say, I've done that, was, that. There was, there was one bar. We, it wasn't a bar. It was a restaurant. And the guy was just the coolest guy. And he'd always like bring us a bunch of drinks. And <laughs> I just, I, I had such a hard time saying no to him. It was like peer pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but so I ended up drinking a, like a couple drinks and like, like I'm small. So like three beers <laughs> in, I was like done for. And like, by the end of the night, I was like, Oh, I shouldn't be driving. This is bad. Why do <laughs> they do this? I felt so bad, too. Like, it's one of those times I go back and still kick myself for. I'm like, oh you know, you got to yeah. be young and make mistakes, too. But but I really, really wish I hadn't have done
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish I could. I mean, like the amount of times I've d- driven drunk. I mean, a-, a little bit about me is that I, I, w- I, I was an alcoholic. Well, I am and uh, I still am. But I was just a terrible alcoholic and a drug addict until about age thirty, and and that's when my music career started. So, uh, how old are you now? If you know what I'm asking. Oh no, I don't. I'm I just turned thirty-seven. Okay, I was gonna say because I thought you were like thirty. You look like you look like. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) I I appreciate that, but I don't. um, Yeah, I'm thirty-seven. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, dude, way to go for you. Turn your whole life around—that's fucking awesome. Well, it was either that or my wife was going to leave me. So <laughs> it's, a, I it's chose. a good
3: reason. It's a good impetus for change.
0: It really is. Um props you know, to
3: Reina for 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 helping move that along and 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 oh standing up gosh. for her end of the relationship and being oh, like, for "Listen, sure. this mean, is what, what is. I'll accept and it's not
0: that." <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. So what does your does your uh does your partner does she teach as well? Or yeah, she, she
3: she teaches voice. She's like another voice master. So it's similar oh, to probably nice. what you're working with Ruth Reina. And she plays a little ukulele and a little keys.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's like well. classical
3: piano. I'm more of a jazz rock and roll piano.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, and then you guys, the, the music that's on your online is you guys then, right? Is that uh, you? Two? Which music? Because I, I used um, to work with Talia Ortega and I made a whole album
3: with her, but then I made like music videos and stuff. I don't think yeah. I have. Do I have anything featuring you yet, Shira? I think we just have this one promo video from a, a party we did at Forever Stoked.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe I got it all wrong. Oh, no, well, I was just looking at your website and seeing, uh, 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 you know, like some of the music. I, I wasn't sure if that was... Oh, it's all good. That's... In
3: 2009, I made an album with this girl named Talia Ortega. Her dad is like a Grammy Award-winning guitar player. His name's Louis Ortega. Oh, cool. And we were like gigging all over the Central Coast. Um, we made that one album. But then she's just like... She's phenomenal. She's busy in all this different stuff. She was going to uh, Cal Poly and also doing Arab dance ensemble and also had another band. So I was just like, oh my gosh, girl, like when are you going to find the time for this? So that's right. kind of when I started getting more into the teaching because I was like, well, you know, that's where my life is heading right now. And I kind of got out of gigging a little bit after working with Talia. And it wasn't until I got with Shira that I started kind of really getting back into it again. Because then I was like, "Oh, hey, I got a singer again."
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it makes a, it makes all the difference. Like you it can makes
3: play a huge all difference. Day- yeah, because yeah. I'm not a confident singer. I can sing, like I can mm-hmm. communicate a musical idea. I can yeah. sing to some extent that I'm proud of, but I wouldn't just make an album of me singing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a whole different thing because now I'm like, "Oh, I have a great voice to feature." Like yeah.
2: if I
0: write words for a song, I could imagine someone singing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it that actually turned my life around with with writing is is. Getting with a singer, what because like I would write all these like huge long opuses that had no like bridges. Yeah. It just led into another thing and just yeah. kept going into forever, like a Grateful Dead jam, exactly. But it just, but worse. And uh, well, I love the Dead, by the way. Uh, yeah. But I was gonna um, say, but better, but better, <laughs> but more
3: jammy if you if more, you can,
0: more crunchy jams though. <laughs> um, that was more crunchy than Woodstock, dude. With the Nestle's bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it was uh, but like having a vocalist who had to understand a, a good understanding of structure yeah i mean it turned it all around and now i think i, I, I don't i think my strongest quality now is is fucking songwriting which is weird nice. you know so like that's my strongest skill and that's yeah. actually what i would like to uh, i would like to pursue that I, but I love gigging. I really do. How was how, how so? Like when you start gigging again, was it did it reignite a, a passion for it, or or is it just sort of this? I can deal with it, or not. I don't care. Oh, for sure. To be honest, I've never
3: I've never completely quit gigging. I just got way more focused on the teaching. And like I said, I even took a break from teaching to go on tour. So yeah. I've always been like open for musical opportunities. Yeah. It's just when I was focused on teaching, I wasn't actively pursuing them as much. But people still hire me because everyone knows me from when I did the thing as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a pretty good name here in town. Everyone knows Kenneth Davis. And I'll get hired for drums. There was an artist who hired me for bass for some gigs. From <laughs> nice. She came out from uh, Tonkawa. Um not uh, Nebraska. She's the one who's playing tonight, Sierra Brooke. Oh, Tonkawa. Cool. I gotta get her stay right. Sorry, Oklahoma. It just blanked on me for a second. She's from Tonkawa, Oklahoma. And um my my uh, dad actually knows a friend who runs a recording studio who started a label who's her label now. And they hooked me up for the gig. So like um, so yeah, so so basically I never really stopped gigging, and I've always yeah. been like if someone knocks on my door and, and like, hey, I've got this gig. I'm down. If I see some like a winery, like looking for artists, I'll always throw my hat in. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, the gigging picked up a little bit more. And I guess at the same time as, as that happened, I also just started to get hired randomly by some other people.
0: Hmm. That's cool, man. I, I, I really, I, I dig that your business might, and you're so young. I mean, you're 28. That's, uh, when I was 28, like I said, I was a drunk mess. Uh, I, I thought I was a musician, but really I was that drunk asshole ruining other people's gigs. So was, <laughs> that,
3: that's what I was in my dude, 20s. Dude, I, I love how real you are and how much like perspective you have even on your own life. Because that's probably the hardest one to have perspective on. Well, it, yeah. it's easy to look around and be like, here's, here's your problem. Here's yeah. what you're great at. It's hard to look in a mirror.
0: Well, it's like, fuck, dude, y- you... Um, After you quit drinking or quit doing drugs or whatever that thing was, you realize that it was all just this cover for pain or whatever. Yep. Escapism. You're hiding from something. Yeah. And so all of that comes back Mm -hmm. and you either get consumed by it and you become the angry, sad person or you fucking put on your pants. One leg at a time. Yeah, fucking put. You know, get yourself. You dust yourself off and fucking face the fact that what was really happening. And if I didn't take this kind of self-examination, my marriage wouldn't last. I wouldn't have been able to um, maintain relationships in music. I wouldn't have been able to build a network because I just. I mean, like I just. I'm an antisocial dude coming up. You know, like I just. Alcohol was a great social lubricant, but. Uh, You know, so I had to learn how to actually be a person, you know, like a, a real person who could communicate with people, which the podcast has helped tremendously with that. So sure. it's it's a you have to be able to fucking really be self-critical. I think as a musician as well is like you have to be self-critical, but not to the point where you're putting yourself down. But you yeah. have, to again, to- I think it's cool to be self-critical on a craft level. Like, yes, you exactly. know, you want to get your craft.
3: If you're looking at an analytical, technical mm-hmm. style, then, you know, that's the mindset for it. But I just think that beyond that, you know, just, just put away the comparisons because you yeah. know, ultimately it's not a mindset that's productive or nope. anything.
0: No. Nope. Yeah, and it, exactly, exactly. I mean, and it all and it all correlated as well. It's like as soon as I started getting my life back together or together, because it would mm-hmm. never get together until I stopped doing those things. And it, you know, like it, my music career went up, everything went up once I started. Like, I mean, you just it it, it took me a long time. You know, it took me a fucking really long time to get there. And and you know, so it's, when I see people who are young it used to piss me off when I used to see these young prodigies be fucking just ripping it. And now it makes me so happy to see like young people being successful and uh, be only because I shit my twenties down the toilet thinking I was some kind of musician being an alcoholic. So, yeah. And I appreciate those years. I really do. Cause I had a blast. I mean, it was a fucking incredible time to be young in Southern California, uh, coming from the Midwest, fucking, you know, lose a bunch of weight. Cause I was a big fat fuck. Uh, yeah, you, know, you mentioned that. I was like, "Yeah, you look like you're in good shape," <laughs> but I lost weight out there, and all of a sudden, you're getting attention from girls. So there was uh, these. Uh, my twenties were the shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like it. But I also wasted a lot of time that I, I really wish I would have just been putting into my craft. And you know, I'm hitting, I'm hitting levels in my plane now that I probably should have hit when I was 28. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. Uh, um, uh, but you know, this is what happened and, um, uh, and I, I, I'm better for it. I experienced that and I know what that is. And, and now I'm, you know, I, it it's fuels me because now I have a better perspective on how to approach life and, and that's Absolutely. what it's about, man. All,
3: all that is like experience. All that is wisdom. I, yeah. I truly feel on some level that like people need to experience it for themselves or at the best case scenario, they'll always have a sneaking suspicion that maybe that wasn't true. Like, I'll give you an example, right? You tell the kid, hey, don't touch the hot stove. It's going to burn your hand, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell them a thousand times and they're going to have this concept that you don't touch the hot stove and it burns your hand. But if they ever mess up and touch that hot stove, the knowledge that they have and the understanding that they have about uh, the the gut level reaction against touching the hot stove, you know what I mean, is so much deeper. And I'd say the same thing about a young person, like, you know, wasting away part of their life drinking or whatever. It's like wherever you were in that situation you probably needed to go through that to experience how bad that is for yourself because otherwise it's someone else telling you hey don't party it's going and you're like okay thanks old man you know what i mean thanks <laughs> yeah. dad thanks yeah. and and intuitively you're like well i need to try it for myself i need to i need to be like evil Knievel and jump over 12 monster <laughs> trucks see if see if i can really do it cuz i'll always wonder maybe i maybe I could jump over more than 10 monster trucks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? It's, and everyone yeah. has their own level where they find that. But I I truly believe that the actual learning curve of actually going through things, it's so much deeper than having been told and listening and making the right decision. Because again, you you may know that it's not the right thing to do, but I don't think you can really like owe it in the same way as you do from experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, you're absolutely right. Um, it's, uh, it's something that I had to go through, and um, you know, I'm I'm I am thankful for it because, like I said, I had a great time doing it. Um, I I wish I would have put my energies in other places, but I like who I am now. Like, yes, exactly. I, and you wouldn't have become
3: you at that same pace, at that same trajectory, yeah. and ending up where you are with Reina and and your son Bishop and all that stuff right. in any other way.
0: Right, exactly, man. So with uh what, what what are you looking forward to in the future here what what what's your plans what what, what after all this is done what what's the first thing Kenneth Davis is going to do
3: um, well, I, I mean immediately after this podcast. I have two more lessons. I'm really stoked I've already written up my lesson logs and everything. I have one makeup. They, they couldn't make it this weekend. They had internet connection issues mm. That's a new thing. I've never had a lesson canceled because of internet connection yes. issues before <laughs> this um, And then I have a regular student who's doing drums. He's kind of like a high-level drummer He's like 13 and he's been working on it for a while. So his crafts getting pretty amazing
0: Nice nice well, I, I meant after after the the pandemic. Stuff.
3: Oh yeah, after the pa- Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, and after that, we also have a Sierra Brook tonight. I'm stoked about the live yes. stream. But mm. in the, in the distant future, I'm just stoked for pandemic to be over. I was that's <laughs> that was my next thought. I was like, does he mean immediately? Because I do have some cool music stuff going on in the next couple of days. My show is tomorrow. My live stream nice. for the group. But yeah, yeah, I'm stoked for quarantine to be done. I'm stoked for people to get back to work. Um, I'm stoked to see if we can keep this sense of community. I, I, I don't think it's something that's going to disappear. I really don't. I think that, um, like an example I'll give is, um, I've never Skyped with my mom before. It's not mm. that she couldn't Skype. She's had a smartphone. She probably could have figured it out at any time. But, you know, my niece had a birthday. Uh, a couple months ago, and we set up a Skype meeting where we all, all the family, sister in Santa Cruz, my mom, my dad, my little sister, the nieces, we all called and sang happy birthday to her. Now, that's something we could have always done before, just wanna stress that point once more. We, We could have done that at any time, um, but we didn't just because we were able to see each other. So when we weren't, we learned a new skill set. We learned a new way to communicate. And my mom's on Skype now, and I can do a Skype call with my mom at any time for a birthday, for her birthday, for whatever. You know what I mean? So um, now that we're able to, I'm able to go over there for dinner again. I don't think it's going to erase the ability now. So I'll still pop into my little sister and say hi to the nieces a couple times a week, yeah. where you know they live. 30 miles away from me it's not like I can't but being busy with life I just don't get the time to drive up there all the time right so I'm, I'm really hoping that this sense of community and the new kind of tools and of communication we've learned can stay alive even while everything else is available the sh- same with the sharing is caring um, and also same with people just helping each other
0: yes that that's the biggest thing man that's the biggest thing that I hope that stays you know like cuz there there was a lot of people in the first couple of weeks that were very helpful and it kind of waned off but there are still people out there who are very very much like they just want to help and Yeah, totally. Man. I see yeah, things yeah. like
3: every day that brighten my heart, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And I Can feel like every person in my neighborhood's been really cool and like they know that they've if they need something I'm there for them and
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Our, our our neighbors are our best assets at this point. Shit. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Kenneth, I really appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate, you know, like the, the group and I appreciate your just your spirit. It's, it's beautiful. And like, I love that you just want to help and, and be that happy and spread joy guy who teaches children. And that's wonderful, man. Uh, and uh, I'm really happy you came on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks
3: for hosting me. This is a blast. I was really happy to be be on here and be interviewed. Um, again, I loved your guys' live set, too. It was fun to see you guys performing and, and be there for it. And yeah, um, I, before I let you go, though, I want to <laughs> know, too, that last question you asked me, I want to know for you, too, what is, what's your post-quarantine plans? Where are you going to be after this? Um, I
0: haven't really thought of it. That's funny. That's really funny that um, I asked that question, but I've never thought of it myself. It's such a good one. I'm legitimately
3: curious too. you know, what's, uh, well, what's going to be going on in your life?
0: Well, it, it just depends. I mean, like of if course. the bars open up, you know, and if there's money to pay musicians, then I'll probably get back into that. But I'm sure that
3: live gigging is going to return because there's a lot of people yeah. that want to go see a live gig right now, more oh, probably yeah. more than ever. And there's yeah. definitely money in it for
0: venues like more than mm-hmm. ever. So yeah, yeah, totally. People are just dying to get out there. Um, do you have your own group, or do you play? Do you play with some other groups? I play with. Uh, I play with a couple groups. I'm still active with. Actually, today I was supposed to fly out to San Diego um, yeah. because I was supposed to be on tour uh, to. Uh, Around the Southwest with my reggae band, who I'm still active with from San Diego. So that's today, so poopy. Your tour got canceled, man. I'm sorry. uh It was gonna be. It was gonna be cool. I love those. I love my. my they're my family. So it's just nice yeah. to see those. I, I just like hanging out with them. I don't. I don't even. And care I'm sure you guys worked place. really
3: hard to put that together. Like tours don't just happen. Like no, they don't. Uh, but that work. That work doesn't get recompensated <laughs> back to you. It's just like no, it doesn't. Sorry. But,
0: <laughs> Uh, but at least Spirit Airline uh, is gonna refund my money. So that's all right. Nice. Okay. Good. Uh, well, no, they're not gonna refund me. Actually, they're just gonna give me credit for a future flight. So oh. whatever. I don't care. I fly okay. too it's much. It's better than nothing. It's worse. Exactly. Than- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's Spirit Airline. First of all, you know, like that just speaks volumes to how I'm traveling. But um, they're called but yeah, Spirit I, Airline or Spirit. Spirit. Spirit it, Airline. It, cool. They if uh, they're they're like the most hated airplane company in the oh, world. Oh, are they? I haven't heard... I'm not familiar with them. Well, it's probably because you fly like a normal a- airline that doesn't fucking I charge you for I just never fly anywhere. There. I haven't flown in a while. <laughs> it, it's fucking... It, it's just... It's it, The seats are uncomfortable. Like, the yeah. people are rude. It, they charge for every little thing. They like even everything. have bad people. How do they do that? <laughs> because people are bitching at them for having bad service. Uh, but, yeah. here's the thing. If you know what to expect and you know that i'm gonna go to spirit it's gonna be shitty service but i'm gonna fucking get to my place on time and and and, not even on time but (laughs) at least i'll get there safely (laughs) and um whatever it costs like a 100 bucks to fly across the country sweet let's do it wow but but you but you gotta go you gotta go into it with that mentality like this is gonna suck yeah you gotta be (laughs) like i'm gonna have these Noise canceling headphones on the whole flight. <laughs> exactly, and and you know what? You're good to go. So to get back to your question, I probably will. Uh, I'm going to see how this Twitch and online thing goes because I yeah. definitely will never stop gigging. I, that's just a part of my life. Uh, For sure. I'll, I'll never stop playing music, but um, as in continuing, like I, I think I'm just going to start a new job because um, that's what musicians and artists do all the time. Is they they acclimate. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. shit happens. You Invent yourself reinvent always constantly because it's constant the rugs constantly being pulled from underneath us so yeah. we're just we're just re you know we're just redoing it again <laughs> we're just uh you know reinventing all over again so i think i'm really i'm really focused on building out the podcast building out the youtube um, just on my end but then also focused on building out this twitch thing with Raina. so I think yeah. we'll probably maintain that until you know, we get sick of that or have to do something else. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it'll go back to gigging, but I think, uh, I think I'm going to be way more online than um, out in the real world.
3: Yeah. yeah I'm stoked to see Twitch blowing up as a thing for you and becoming like an income source. That's awesome.
0: I would love for that to happen. It hasn't yet. I mean, she just started a couple of weeks ago, So she's, okay. but today she just had a great breakthrough. Um, she, she twitched at twitched a different at- time. And she ended up getting all these people from the UK. And so oh, cool. and from Europe. So cool. she, she she went in early and got this whole group of people in there. Like, oh, you're awesome. So it was a really good morning for her. Um, so yeah, well, you know, we're just uh doing our thing. So I might miss the show tonight, unfortunately, because I might be playing Twitch, but I, I'm all in for Kenneth. So oh, I, I appreciate it, <laughs> Kenneth. I really do again, I, I really do appreciate like everything you're doing and and for just being a good person out there, just trying to spread good vibes. Well, thank you. Same to you. Thanks for joining our group and being a part of this. It's so yeah. awesome
3: to meet you, finally and get to talk. Yeah, man, right on. Well, oh, by fun- the way, is it Mike EP or is it Mike Epp? It's Mike EP. I've been saying EP uh, this whole time. I was like, like a good. music release, I think.
0: Exactly, yes. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> It's my stupid stage name that- You're the extended production. You get the full mic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is like we call EP is, you know, like the short ones now and LPs are the long ones.
3: Yeah. Is it the short one now?
0: I thought LP was the short limited production. No, I I thought that was a long play. Now EPs are (laughs) short. That's funny. Because if you put out your EP, it's like under 10 or 9 songs. Yeah, you're right. But if you put out a full length album, I don't think they call it an LP though. They, They don't call them LPs anymore, but they put out full length. They uh, yeah. they discern it it's full length or my EP uh, so funny. it's it's funny that it's like why would I choose EP like I'm half of an album's worth of production <laughs> I don't know I uh, didn't even think about it like that at all just like uh, well, music I, always, I was like that's cool I, I get it well I always <laughs> take it to the negative side of things I'm working on it I'm working on it Kenneth
3: <laughs> yeah no Mikey P, I was like oh cool that makes sense right away it, my, my actual <laughs> I was like I hope he's not Mike Epstein <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll end up. You're like, I swinging. swear, my last name is not Hitler. It's uh, hi.
0: <laughs> no, it's actually Lawfer, which is which is German actually, but um, oh cool. It's it's not it's not a pretty name in my in, in my head. Loffer. It's just not your stage
3: name, yeah. You got a cool. It's art not thing my going. stage
0: name. I, I I like I like being a little anonymous online. It's smart, yeah. I like it. It's good. Kenneth, thank you so much, my man. I um, will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Kenneth. I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your story with us. Uh, You can find Kenneth at KennethDavisMusic.com. And you know what? I'm going to just spell that out for you guys so we don't get anything uh, uh, mixed up here. I'm actually online right now. Hold on. I'm doing it. Here we go. So, K-E-N-N-E-T-H-D-A-V-I-S-M-U-S-I-C.com. Go check out Kenneth and I'm gonna drop some of his social links in the show notes, so go follow, go support, go do all that good stuff. Okay guys, uh, we're gonna keep it simple today. Go check out RainaMystique.com, R uh, E I N A M Y S T I Q U E.com. Check out We Speak English Good. It's fun for the whole family. Not really. I cuss a lot. Check out us on this Friday, actually. Uh, I will have just Joe Syracuse, who is a streamer uh, on Twitch, and he's doing great. He is just killing it lately. And, uh, we're going to talk to him. And, and, and he, he, he was a metal guy and then fell into Twitch. And, and it's going to be a great conversation. So tune in live Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will see you guys there. Um, and then what, what else? Write the show. We speak English good at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, review. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Okay. You know what? I do have to go. But I love you guys. Stay Stay good. Stay safe. Everybody out there protesting, stay safe, guys. Let's not forget what the pri- what, what the main objective here is. We want, you know, just s- stay peaceful and and, and uh, let let's not get sidetracked with. You know what? No comment. Just no comment. I love you guys. Just just stay safe. That's all I care about. Keep it peaceful. Stay safe. And 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 uh, and and. Be good to your fellow human beings. H.J.'s for everybody. I will talk to you guys soon. Uh, uh, oh, wait. And I'll see you this Friday with Glowstick Willie, which will be fun for everyone. I'm releasing. Uh, so we've been doing these two a week. So uh, we're going to keep the party train rolling. So coming up, Glowstick Willie, uh, a band out of Indiana, uh, a, a metal jam band. These guys are so fucking awesome. Uh, but anyways, okay, guys. I'll talk to you guys. next time.